All right, hello. You guys want to scooch in? Hello, hello, hello. Okay. Game so, 31. Just 30, you I think. thought it ended, but it didn't. We see vast fields of <laughs> blooming red poppies surrounding a city with green walls. We see a group of monks showing up who have nothing to do with this story and are really just a way for me to show that it's supposed to be sinful. We follow into the noble quarter to see people kind of just milling around. And the city only has... 20 people with names. We go, into the, we go into the merchant quarter. This is really just sets for stuff to occur in. We go into the fisherman's quarter. This is really just sets for bad stuff to occur in. The leather workers. Not important until that one part. Teardrop Island. Teardrop Island. You smoke opium here, Oops. I guess. <laughs> then we see a guy in a basket hat. And it was the monk from the beginning. It was the five monks from the beginning in the trench coat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, okay, we right. finished. We finished up our campaign. Oh motherfucker! Yeah, well, this is recording. Yeah. Oh, what, what if the monk? What if that monk was just? Five of those little people. Oh my god, it was the little... There was a single little person, and she didn't have a leg. But she was... But she did have several monks that were a part of her. <laughs> but remember, right. she didn't have normal proportions. How many monks does it take to make a ninja? Yeah. It's the other way around. The, um, but so we, we finished up the, the City of Lies campaign, and we are... Is that the truth? <laughs> we'll, we'll never know. I never made it without biting. Um... <laughs> We, we finished that campaign up uh, last week, and mm-hmm. so now what I want us to do is kind of just go around and uh, almost Jerry debrief. list just already yeah. prepared, I can see it. Debrief, debrief about it. Like first, uh, the first thing being the mechanics of just what we encountered in the game, what we liked, what we didn't like, what we thought could maybe be different, what worked well, what maybe could be tweaked in some way or another. But just for recording's sake, we used an uh, Powered by the Apocalypse version of this game. So, um, yeah. So Did we, you get that guy's name? I, his name is... Brennan Taylor of Galileo Games. Right, so we toyed with using the Fantasy Flight system, the, what would this be, the 5th edition? I don't or it doesn't matter. The, it, it's, well, it's the Fantasy yeah, the, Flight version. So the Five Rings edition. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, nice. Yeah, that's the one. So we use that in this instead, in part because it would be way easier to pick up and run with because we played Powered by the Apocalypse games before. Yep. Um, and so just much, also much easier to learn. A lot less paperwork. It's yeah. the way, so. So this was technically, yeah, this was technically like a play test of the Powered by the Apocalypse thing. Cause, yeah. I don't know. The guy never released it, obviously. So. Right, and yeah. the um, the but the setting I was using was a box set, the the City of Lies box set that was the first edition L five R, and I can remember getting that box set and reading through that stuff and thinking <clears throat> this is the coolest shit in the world. And that was one of the first things that the Craig Stolze Stolze did. Now he's like a, like a legitimate indie guy. Did like the Unknown Armies game, and Neil was talking about that recently. 
Okay. Yeah, and you bought a bunch of Unknown Armies books, but never played it. Yeah, I think he said like one or two other like real popular indie game systems that he made like, you know, recently. When was this? This was like this was, ago, right? this was in uh, I think this was legitimately 20 years ago mm-hmm. I think this was 1997 or 1998 that's a while ago so yeah. thus explaining why when they explain how cool Saigo is they're like John Travolta <laughs> that cool because <laughs> wow. I think like get <laughs> John Travolta yeah. amazed well like get shorty and Pulp Fiction had come out and so I yeah. think they were like this is fucking this dude's he's, badass he's, he's got it all together John like Travolta Arsenio Hall cool yeah <laughs> the setting and the mechanics of this game the whole time were at odds with one another they were just extremely so. Each other so much. because in the first edition of L5R you can have characters who are so NPCs who are so much more powerful than the players if the players even start at like mid level you can still have these characters who are like your 18th, 20th level characters who are the ones in charge and running things and essentially can't mechanically be challenged. Mm-hmm. In the Apocalypse World system, that is absolutely not the case. Yeah, no, I could Like, even if you have a negative two, you can still fully succeed. Yeah, you can fucking murder. Right. And you so are. you can do all that stuff. And so in that case, you could just ask questions in, with read a situation or with read a person moves. And in a game where everything's supposed to be in the ba- in the shadows, and like you guys are supposed to be working to slowly pull it out, that was constantly at odds with the system, where you can just yank this information to the forefront. Unfortunately, right the way the campaign played out is yeah, <laughs> that did <laughs> not. Yeah, we well, definitely say, felt like we were slowly. That didn't pulling really it out. happen until the point where um, DJ and I got to advance our moves because all the way before that yeah. I think this was even a worse case of the of the system butting heads with the, the, the world we would be like oh are they lying yeah they're lying I can't just go out and accuse somebody of lying in this world I'll be fucking persecuted yeah everybody will hate me forever well that I think actually works well with it if you know a person is lying but can't do anything about it I think works out pretty well. The big issue for me... it's really hard to be a detective. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Well, no. I mean, being a detective, just finding stuff out, you could definitely do. But I will say that until the midway through, like, the opium war part of things, I was cagier with information to Mm. fight back and resist that system. So I would give you guys information and try to answer your question, but in a very... Low reward way Mm -hmm. to give you that Mm -hmm. stuff, and so like I would try to (laughs) not give you as much information, and then I tried to compensate for that towards the later parts of the game, where I would be like, "You ask this question, I'm going to give you not only the answer but also a bunch more information about it because I want I want you to find all this stuff out." But it was like, but then that was me fighting against this system, and it's because. So, yeah, the system and this setting are tough together. Yeah, it's a little bit fucked up. I don't yeah. even know if, if we were discovering much more after our advances. Like, the, uh, you mean the ask any question one? Yeah. We were certainly brute forcing our way through a lot of shit once I came around. No, I think, I think you guys got, in part because of when you got it. You got it also at a time that kind of 
coincided with when I was ready to say, I will give you all of the information. We're ready for you to find out all of this stuff. <laughs> but through until the Opium War stuff started, I couldn't give up too much information. Yeah. The good thing was, since Taya was working with the cartels, we had that information as an audience anyway. And so, as an audience, we got that through the window of Tayo. Mm-hmm. Later on, with what's going on with Bernardo, what's going on with like all these other people who would not be willing to tell you that stuff, kind of naturally, that was a combination of, you guys got that advancement, and also, I was saying... I'm down to give you this info. Yeah. And I was I was no longer fighting that system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that um, is maybe more of a broader question like how much did the uh, did you follow the the box set? Like did they have a plot or was it a sandbox kind of thing? So, what? the way that box set is set up is that it's set up as a sandbox. Mm-hmm. That you have all these NPCs, you have all these locations, you have all these possible plot lines. And then the characters are supposed to be these magistrates set loose on the city. When you want to, there are two larger plots that are like longer things. One is the Opium War, which we ran through. Mm-hmm. And so that I wanted to do for sure. The other one I didn't care about. I thought it was, it's not goofy, but it's like, it's the intro to another larger plot. And it's all about like Shadowlands stuff, and so it removes us from the intrigue of the city. Where instead, it's like find the tomb of mm-hmm. I get you. this evil mage. Um, and so this I thought was much more interesting, and actually the thing that really made me fall in love with this setting. Mm-hmm. The deal was, um, one of the things I thought was insane, and this gets us into plot stuff. But with this, well, I'll, I'll hold that back for later. But <laughs> it, with but using using this system, finding information was far easier for you guys. And unless I was willing to just lay it all out there right off the bat, I had to hold back and kind of find a way to create to resist the moves in some capacities. I get what you're saying. So. Like I'm wondering, like when are the if we're playing the first edition? Do you think we followed a similar timeline for how quick things should be? Um, it's the the box set is definitely meant to be run as like a campaign, like a long campaign, where if you were to try to be like, all right, welcome to Ryoko Oare. The opium cartels are fighting each other like right away. It wouldn't work out. Like you need to get to know some of the characters and have some kind of investment. Otherwise, it becomes real goofy. Um, if the game ran longer, the advantage that I could see is if this was like some kind of long, like long, long campaign. Which I'm sure you're thinking like that wasn't long. But <laughs> if this was like a uh, our previous L5R game, or even like the DMA years. games, yeah. So the <laughs> DMA game ran for six years, like five or six years. Though we only played once every other month. Um, in that situation, what we did, what would happen would be almost inherently like the 
players that were not involved with the cartel would have to know much more about it. They'd have to have their suspicions. And in some capacities, that would work better, I think, because they would have their... They would be able to build up enough little hints about what's going on to already have their suspicions. And when the cartels start fighting, they're going to go, aha, the House of Cards is falling, and kind of act upon it. But... As an audience, we didn't need that because we had an in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's like a weird kind of confluence of literally the people that made this box set set up this plot that works drastically differently if you have somebody who's like a dirty cop. Yeah, I think you were saying they mm-hmm. had no guidance yeah. on like, oh, what if they're a scorpion? Or by you Which is super like, weird. Sure, I'll go into this. Which is yeah. super weird. Yeah, so if, if somebody was on the take from the cartels, there was no... Which is super weird because, as far as I know, the box, which is obviously not what the mm-hmm. box set, which is what you went through, is the cartels want somebody on the take. Oh, for like, sure, they definitely why would they did. Not? That was Naratoka. Yeah, like the so why would was, they not have yeah. written something about this? Because that's like what it seems all the cartels would have wanted in this situation. Oh, there right. are new guys in town. Yeah, let's find one. I think maybe. In the Scorpion, or like are the a blackmail kind so of thing. They're always going to have it's, a PC in the Scorpion. That's doubtful. Well, it's it's also thought of to be a very just likely situation that you'd have a Scorpion and NPC, especially if there's a group of of um, magistrates. Yeah. Um, I'm not a single magistrate here. I think in the older, I think that in other games maybe. I don't think that's necessarily true. In some campaigns, maybe people would have been less trusting of one another. But we kind of ended up presenting that information. Like, we ended up kind of trusting one another pretty quickly. And you guys kind of hashed stuff out with each other through the regular meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite <laughs> part of each session. Um, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then... Yeah. So, but it was... And so, just when you have somebody who's on the take with the cartels, you run into the situation of, like, oh, somebody killed Watchful. Oh, I don't think it was... Uh, was it you? Was it you? There was neither of them, so... All right, guys, and the cartels, calm down. And then I just had to lean heavily on, oh, Korachika's being erratic. He feels cornered, and he's acting because he's cornered. Mm-hmm. Which they had in the setting. Mm-hmm. But I had to just lean on that and push it further. And every time you saw him, he looks like he's having an absolute breakdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Poor dude. Um, but mechanics-wise, because we definitely went into, went into the plot. Mm. What did you guys think of the face mechanic? Um, totally useless. Yeah, we did not. Just fucking super useless. I think... Not even the fact that like we didn't... There were a ton of chances for it to go on because we did. We blundered through just about everything, just cause. Um, I think the face mechanic would make more sense if we weren't magistrates. Oh, it's kind of weird to say, but like. Yeah, I yeah I, I do get what you're saying. We had like all our own political motivations, rather than kind of being almost unified in these like legal motivations. Um. That type of more like social drama could make face more important. Oh, see, I th- I almost feel I, the opposite way. Yeah, because you guys had definitely 
at least for a while, it seemed like Tayo was not at all on the same page with you guys. Aji had a very different take on what was supposed to be going on than you yeah. guys. Right, but like our faces, our face didn't like affect each other. It was more like, like I don't know if anyone else role played caring about somebody else's face damage, but I didn't. But it would be more like an NPC or like crowds of people would maybe look at you differently as a character, but. When it comes down to it, you still have the badge, so unless just everything falls apart and you basically die and get kicked out of being... I think I think maybe not mechanically, but in the story, I think Audrey had to deal with... Some people did just treat you differently, in yeah, my opinion, because of That's true. Like what your character was doing. They just did. I guess I'm just I feel like that's the like, only in-plot example we have of face mm-hmm. actually, like, I don't know. Is it because my face was actually different? It wasn't, that's the, that's the thing. It wasn't because your face was different. Because, and, like, everybody near the end was at, like, five face damage. But imagine if You're our... right on the edge. Imagine if the our character motivations were more social-based. Like, if your character's goal was you want to marry a particular... NPC, or your character's goal was to earn a position that you really wanted, or something like that. Well, then the face I think would like you'd be super delicate around taking any kind of face damage because that would prevent your explicit motivations. At least for you, Gray, like I feel like I, I mean that was my character too, but like didn't really care what other people thought of me. I was just trying to get the job done, and like even if we had face damage, as long as we weren't dead from it, we could continue to pursue our jobs. Do you think that that was an issue, the fact that it was like nothing until you're a Ronin or you have to kill yourself? Yeah. If there was something in the middle that had some kind of other effect... It, like, should, it should have had an effect. Once you, like hit, once you hit three, then something happens. <clears throat> yeah, like with, yeah. The, with the harm, it's like at the end we're all on crutches and missing limbs and stuff. But I don't think it would necessarily work when we still have a job to do. So if it's like, oh, you're at three, so now you just can't do your job anymore. It's like, well, then what are we doing here? Like, it's like, oh, well, I go to investigate this. Oh, they kick you out. They don't, you know, you're yeah. too face damaged for them to talk to you at all. It's like, well, then what am I? We can't play this campaign anymore. If, it, it, would, know, it would be hard true. to pull it in. It would be hard to be pulled together. That's what I was saying. Like, Because you would have to, you'd have to have consequences for it, and yet some way for us to still be magistrates. Right. I, I will say that, especially in the later game sessions, we stopped doing the end of session, like, yeah. did you do your things? Mm-hmm. The other thing is, I think the way the game is written, the way this yeah. Apocalypse World system is written, you would, at the end of each session, go through eat all seven of the tenants of Bushido, right. And yeah. so you could be at five in a game and have done all those things and be and be clean. Where it's like, oh, you made a lot of fuck ups, but you showed yourself to be such a good samurai within this session that now you're you're. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like that's the only way for mechanically for face to have worked is if we like pushed that everything, that's every true. like blunder you do, mm-hmm. you need to be trying to fulfill these tenets. Well, you the have other, to be going for it. The other thing is, so I didn't bring it up. Oh, anywhere near as often as I as I could have, in oh, part because I didn't want to penalize you guys for not being as familiar with this world as I was. Um, and 
I didn't want to every two minutes like there was a mistake or a problem or a misstep because you guys don't know the stuff or you don't know either the setting or like your characters are legitimately confused because there's all this information hidden from you mm-hmm. that like, oh, well, you said this to him. That's not the case. Take one face damage. You look like an idiot. And like, I didn't want to do that constantly throughout this. Um, because it just would have seemed like you guys were just being hammered down and hammered down. And I was already, I already halfway felt like I was doing that in enough other ways. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see yeah I feel like the, the tenets of Bushido, the way they are written, is very strict. Oh, yeah. The Apocalypse World kind of situation where you don't just do harm for no reason. It's like, it's if it's a... If it's a roll. Like a, yeah, a hard or soft move, basically. Mm-hmm. Or you do a soft move to set up, like... Oh, are you sure you want to do that? Because that's going to cause okay. face damage as a soft move. And then if they're like, well, hell yeah, then you could do like a defy uh, danger okay. or like a, well, it's definitely going to happen. I'm telling you right now. Gotcha. Like this Actually, is a hard choice. That's that's pretty good. That that would be maybe the way to do it. And that was just maybe my weakness of like using that system. But yeah, getting the GM moves are a trick. And you like, we together like wrote the, the GM moves like because they didn't have them in the actual playtest, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, there, there were no yeah. there were no GM moves within this, but at the same time, I I came up with some for specific NPCs for when you're dealing with them, what their moves were. Yeah, that's what Dungeon World does. Too. Yeah, and I, but like oh, and masks. Otherwise, I just tried to use what I remembered from Apocalypse World. Yeah, and I I think that goes a long way too. Mm-hmm. But okay. if you yeah if you treat it like harm, that's kind of how that would work. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I was just, I'm trying to remember because Masks, I would say, is my favorite role playing game, even though I've played like one campaign. Um, but so what was the what was the end of session type of thing? Like you would mark each other's stats, so in, right? End of session. Well, for Masks, how it was, anytime you were influenced by somebody, I don't remember what triggered that, but like end of game, end of session, people would be like, oh yeah, I was influenced by this person. Somehow you're giving influence out to people, and that's how stats were changed. But didn't we like mark each other's? Oh yeah, the stats would just shift around. The stats would shift around push. based on who influenced you. But wouldn't you like mark somebody's stat or something? End of session, there was. Yes. You did get, I think, experience based well, on working with other people. I don't so remember exactly how it worked. So there are two things in the, the rules as written thing. There was the. Um, it's like who'd you grow closer to? Yeah, that and stuff. Who'd you go further away? And that's when you switch your stats theoretically. But then the optional rule that I added, they just basically took from Dungeon World. Like, d- did you defeat a notable mm. villain or something? And yeah, the to get XP. Like, did you get the treasure? And you get XP from that. Yeah, but so that, it was it was the swapping of influence because all that did, from what I remember, is actually give somebody influence. Yeah, and I. And it's kind of like what the honor thing was in this. We we're kind of, for a while, the end of every session, kind of mm-hmm. doing it like that. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, my memory's maybe just not feeling. I didn't love moving people's stats around in masks, but I felt like there was some kind of end of session move that was just like cleaner than having to go through a big list and then like. Every yeah, it time. was definitely cleaner. It was because pretty much the question DJ added was either going to be almost ninety percent time yes for everybody or no for everybody. But did you defeat a monster? Did you like succeed? That kind of oh, thing. Right, yeah. That was just like you knew, no matter what. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, was I honorable this session? Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot more concrete. I would say. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'll yeah, say the, the, the session was definitely lackluster. 
I liked that a lot of the moves had a more were more on the masks side of things, where a lot of them were like story based, as opposed to specifically Dungeon World, which I don't like as much, where a lot of the moves are specific things you can do in combat. Mm-hmm. Um, That's actually something I disliked the most about the end of session movies because many of them were just, did you engage in combat? There was like two or three. Hmm. Pretty much like, did you do this specific thing in like an actual struggle? Which was like... Yeah, or like, did you no. risk your life to like be nice yeah. to somebody? Oh, well, no. No, no. no. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I just say no every time, because when am I going to do this? Yeah, I feel... I see what you're saying now. I definitely do feel like the, the honor things can be rewritten more ambiguously, certainly. Yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. They were really, really constrictive. Did, did you risk your life in order to save a child? Yeah, it's like, it's like well, I mean, I did the thing. I saved the kind. I guess I didn't risk my life. I thought that's yeah. why we pled our case, and that's why we voted. Yeah, yeah which, was, just, which was horrible. Which took so it just, long. Which was horrible. Part of the it took like 30 minutes every and night. And that's, like, we, that's, one of the reasons we, that's one of the reasons we ditched the go through all seven tenants. Because it, it took a long time, and we thought that it could push people more to do a particular thing in the way that Apocalypse World pushes you to use whatever stat that's highlighted. Um, <clears> so it was like, oh, it would push us to do that. Oh, speaking of which, we also ditched the... Well, that's not true. We changed the experience point system that this game originally used. Originally, this game just had when you do when certain things happen or you do certain things you get experience. So when you target somebody who you have like a bond with, mm-hmm. when you have suffered this much harm, when you take this much face damage, well, when you did this. We did all those things. Well, you, we we still, no, we still did all those things. Well, we, did we, we added the thing. honor but, thing and we added the miss thing. Right, so yes. we added the thing of when you miss. So for instance, experience for Andrew's character says, mark experience when your love advances beyond plus three. Whenever you make a move targeting someone you have insight with, like a bond with, when you roll a miss on an archetype move, mm. when you uh, suffer more than three harm or lose more than three face, when you gain a point of Shadowlands Taint. So whenever you do those things, Jesus. you are supposed to get experience. We at, had it expanded to just whenever you roll and miss any move. And I think most of that is because I was a crybaby. Because the, That's true. The courier move, uh, the courier class, rather, the playbook... There's only one of their moves that that you roll for, and all the rest are just like, you you get a favor. Yeah. I'm like, this really sucks. Let's not even... Let's not even talk about it. I think I had one move that was rolled for, and it was my final move. Not for your school, though. For your archetype. So for your... Oh, oh, oh. Were you a Abushi? Abushi. No, you were definitely a Bushi. I was, yeah, I was a Bushi. I just don't remember. I have to go so look no, it up. Actually. So none of your school moves would have counted. Only okay. your archetypes. Also yeah. weird. Let alone any like just oh, defy danger. Yeah. Like any just base mo- basic moves. Yeah. So, so um, we we switched that up. None and, of them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Never would have got so beyond miss. None of them. Right, but I that I was fine with. I was I was glad of us doing that in part because. I think that when you miss and you get experience on that, the good thing is it takes the sting out of missing that roll a little yeah, bit. Did, yeah. And so, and we 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 added um, the honor thing. We could get XP through that too. Yeah. Yeah. Where if and you that, didn't have any face damage, you wanted to get rid of. Like a little bit. 
and then we just did it right yeah. the system. But towards towards the end of the game, I think we just wanted to keep moving along quickly, and so we didn't set. Yeah, I think the honor the the tenants of Bushido at the I beginning of the session, right. and we didn't do the debrief at the end of the session to deal with with that. We just skipped it. So that's why everybody's face damage was hovering at. Like four or five, <laughs> because we just hadn't done anything to get rid of it. You and I were both at five. I also wasn't Period. giving you guys face damage closer to the end, in part yeah, because was... of that. And I knew, like, I want us to be able to. That was a time constraint thing. Was happening. Yeah, yeah. It was like when it hits eleven p.m. We're all kind of ready to get out of here, yeah. and we can't then be like, all right, everybody. <clears throat> We're done, let's but let's now do another thing. And so, like, I'm so worried about us finding a good place to stop that session where we're going to go, okay, I'm willing to come back to this game next week. Um, That's why I feel like my idea was trying to throw it in. Like, if anyone's thinking about running this system as the GM, consider just... Just doing it in the middle. Just say, hey, you like, just did something honorable. Here's, like, a point that's worth some face or something like that. So you don't have to sit at that. the end and try to make your case, which right. is the worst part of it. Yeah. Or I feel almost just keep the word and take all the rest of the description out. Like, yeah. That's yeah. Well, you could just like, do that. Cur- courtesy? Courtesy? It courtesy. was... It was uh, it's like, I was courteous in this way, and if the table's like, yeah, I think that's true, or... Fuck you, that's bullshit. Yeah, because like, what Curtis right. was actually written was like, when you defer to your enemy's station. Yeah. What if you just had like a, that? And it was like, oh, I don't, I don't know how much I want to get into this, but like, what if you just had it in a situation of when you do this thing, despite it being an obstacle to you. That would be slightly better. But just like that way, that way you know, you can't be. It's not just a like, oh, I'm courteous to someone that it benefits me to be courteous to. I don't know. I feel like I, mean, it's, I feel like it's also just part of the Bushido just doing it. I feel even like, if it's benefiting you. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but... Well, yeah, I was going to kind of just say what Brandon said. Like, if you take the time to do it on screen and your character's seen doing this in public, like, just it's just a little bit of face damage. <laughs> it's just a little bit of face damage, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Okay. I think just because... Um, it's enforcing the setting anyway, so even if it's if it's too sh- <coughs> if the table thinks it's like, were you really that courteous? Come on, yeah, yeah. come on. But I might want to combine it with marking each other's stats. Like we are, we were using our own uh, clan and one that somebody selected for us, and I think you could do that and just be just be tracking two at a time. Yeah, no, I, I agree, but that does make it a little bit weirder for the GM. Because then it's like on top of everything else, you're like, oh yeah, I have to remember what was this guy's second one for this week. I don't even remember. Yeah, well, I mean, you could as the player say, oh, I'm gonna try to be this okay, right that's now. True. Yeah, and that's true. And I think you just leave it all to the um, up to the players. Yeah, I don't even think you need like the bennies for it. You could just say like do the end of session like, oh, I think I was pretty courageous and compassionate because yeah, I fought that really scary cat and I hugged that dog. Remember. Right. Yeah, I, and I feel like that just, mechanic you, is yeah. good and because it guides the players on I would how say, to I would act say, this session. And you would you would want to make it equal to your face, right? If you had one face damage and you could just try and shoot for one, I guess. Yeah. <coughs> but anyway, I, I guess, guess we're designing it. But right. We're not really we're criticizing it. it. Well, yeah. I think, yeah, the criticism no, is as it. written, yeah. it's just hard to, it's written, it's not it's hard to do. Yeah, and the, it's so just the, not worth it. Um, I, I do like the addition. 
I think it's I think it's good to have like a, a systematized, oh yeah, systematic whatever you want to say like situation for the the social things. Oh yeah, because then otherwise it just becomes it becomes a club that I could use but would never feel comfortable ever using to say like you've made this faux pas. I've decided this faux pas is too big. Mm -hmm. You're removed from this position. Instead, it becomes this thing that can stack up and you can look down and say, "Uh uh-oh, I got four out of six. I better change my behavior. Like, Like, that changes up. So I like that idea. I just found it very tough for me to keep track of it, of it. Since you guys were less familiar with this stuff, I felt like it was penalizing you just for not knowing about the setting as much. Yeah. Um, if I just hammered you with all like the, you would never ask her that. That's a face damage. I, it, I should have used it as like, oh, it's a defy name. Like you can do that, but that'll be, that'll be a social faux pas. Okay, you ask her. That's a defy danger move, or that's a this. Yeah. And like, just think of it as a depending on yeah, yeah, depending on how it goes. This that, like, I'm, I'm gonna jump over this chasm. It's like. It's gonna be real, real Need. hard if you if you don't make it. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna insult this new widow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Literally, first, first session. Let me just open that shit, dude. Um, you okay. got anything for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Hey, are you single now? Yeah. Uh, God. <laughs> That's where you go to meet ladies. Funerals. Hey. Um. So a thing that I thought was really cool in concept. Was the love mechanic. I thought the love mechanic in concept was really awesome. This idea that, like, as a samurai who's supposed to lead this, like, very uh, dispassionate life, um, where, like, your own personal passions and desires are kind of, like, held at bay so you could fulfill your duty and be honorable and do all this shit you got to do as this, like, paragon of warrior behavior mm-hmm. I like that idea of you have this thing that like mechanically ha- like draws you to it and like can push you I think what you choose would like changes up how that works so much so for instance Aji's was super easy to use because it was mm-hmm. like oh you're literally addicted to drugs when drugs are around when opium's around you got you got to make this roll, and it was around a lot. It was, it was around a lot, around all and time. I I pretty regularly made him make that roll more so than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Battle, and like to prove yourself in battle, or however you had, yeah, however um, like prove he to Ishii had had worded it, was more difficult to do for a few reasons. One, I forgot. <laughs> Two, um, <laughs> there was it was very like, little combat. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of combat, but there were a lot of opportunities that I could have used. Yeah, it of like, yeah, you, you if you do could've. this, you could prove yourself, and I should have made you yeah, make you, that role. You could have in a bunch of situations. Poetry for Yugure <laughs> was tough in part because it's removed from the conflict of what's going on. It's like like that, yeah. we would have to have it of a situation of, and again, if I were, if I had maybe done a better job with this and had remembered half the time that that was his love, could have said like, oh, you're at this party. <clears throat> Someone gets up and recites poetry because that's what happens at fancy samurai parties. And then Aji, <laughs> I'm sorry, then Yugure <coughs> loses his shit basically because yeah. 
he can't handle being in a room with this. Like, he's the guy who's like, it was just so beautiful, fuck! Um, and, and then, yeah. That was me snapping. But for probably one of, the, one of the toughest ones was Tayo, actually. Not because I forgot it, but because... His wife? Your stuff was your, like, for your family. Mm-hmm. Who you went home to every day. And so it was like for... There were only one or two times, like when you went to Soshi Serioku's house and you fr- like freaked out about it. I don't even remember if I made you make a love roll. I don't think you had to. I didn't. Yeah. I don't think I needed to. But it was like, but because your character was expected to, like, oh, you go home to your family every day. That's not crazy. Like it would be different if you were stationed away from them and you couldn't. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to play that up. That Tayo's like, it's like number one priority. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. Especially the way the the thing is worded. Like, I feel maybe almost like they should specify that your love should be something that's not samurai-like. Like, kind of taboo, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes against the samurai or something. Well, I mean, that... If you're just so obsessed like with hidden love, maybe or something that you call it. I mean, it could it could still work, but I just because, feel in that situation, I just had to come up with better ways of dealing with it, and I did not. Whether it's because. I forgot it, mm-hmm. which is shitty on me. Well, or if it's because I like couldn't think of a way to. The other thing was, I will say this: the people who would have most taken advantage of that love, you were buddies with. Yeah, that's true. So if you had that as your if you had that as your love and um, had not been buddies with the scorpion, you would have constantly been reminded that you have a family here and you need to keep them safe. But since you were their pals. The people most likely to threaten your family didn't. That was true. For me, the idea that every character in this setting, I mean, I guess even if it's just every PC character in this setting, player character character, uh, mm. has a, like a hidden love or like something that's in conflict with their, like that's just hard to believe. Like it seems like there should just be some characters who are just like all in on being a samurai. Like why does everyone have this conflicting thing? Yeah, I, I almost feel like I would want to make it a like maybe everyone gets to choose things they like, but then maybe not maybe not in this system, but in a more complex system, you could take a flaw mm-hmm. that is I care about this thing too much. Mm-hmm. I think there. Oh, you might. I was gonna say the only the only thing I'll say about that is the characters who would be like I don't have any kind of secret love or that kind of thing aren't player characters, you know what I mean? Like, those are NPCs. Yeah, like, they're, like, one-dimensional NPCs of... They're not interesting. I'm, I'm a bad dude wringing my hands. But why is caring I'm a about, stinker. like, a thing you're not supposed to care about nope. the defining factor of nope, making you weird. multidimensional? Like, there are more ways to be multidimensional yeah. than just, like, secret love. No, I think what they're trying to do is emulate the, the samurai movies, like the Kurosawa kind of situations where, like, they, they turned into, like, the westerns, you know, where it's, like, the... Lone gunman, and he, but he's got something that's on his mind. It takes him away from his duty, kind of thing. That's like all Kurosawa movies, right? Yeah, but can we all be that character? Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to do. I guess, and I'm saying I think it doesn't work. I don't. I don't know how. I wouldn't say that's theoretically historically accurate or what. No, I don't care about historical accuracy. I just think as is trying to tell a story where everyone's got like this secret love. It's just. Too much. Like, let one person have a secret love and have other people have other things that are interesting about well, it's, it. Well, it doesn't need to be secret, per se. It's well, just... I'd say that, but... Yeah. I, I just yeah. mean... It's yeah. just a thing that... It's a thing that can pull you away from your duty, whether it's 
your your weird obsession with this hobby, whether it's a substance abuse issue, whether it's like, oh, my family is the most important thing to me, and if my Lord to- tells me to do something otherwise, I won't listen to it, like or like a, an ambitiousness. All those things could work. A, I just fucking forgot about them. The one about opium was the easiest one to remember, and so I remembered it and used it the most often. Some of the other ones were harder to, like I said, work into the story. And, yeah. And, um, aside from tone, probably, I don't think we, we chose them perfectly either, to put it on, at least me, because it's like a samurai's life is defined by conflict between love and duty. So, like, um, yeah, I think, like, picking my character's wife wasn't the best thing. Like that, because, like you said, it's not going to change my duty so much unless, like, my wife was, like, like, Yudre's wife, like, really against him being Mm -hmm. that straight. Maybe Mm -hmm. that would have been a better... That would have, yeah. Like, if my wife set up like that... Or something like, maybe, um, like, how Yudre was, of all of us, like, really merciful and kind of looking out for the peasants more. Maybe something like love of mercy or, like, a... Yeah. yeah, being nice. <laughs> My secret love. I really like being nice. What yeah. If, <laughs> oh, God. What if your love was just actually families, not your, your family, but families in general? <laughs> we like I just family. I just want to keep families yeah. together. You know, that's all I want. Let's let's make so a it's picnic. Not the love and just like a conflict with yeah personality conflict with samuraihood. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like what keeps you from being the best samurai. Yeah. Like, I feel they, it's like... Yeah, I feel like it'd be better just, written as that. Just calling it love, I think, confused me especially, and I, maybe everyone, except for... Yeah, I, I feel the like... The opium, I, I think, was perfect. I definitely had trouble with it in the first place. Like, what do I pick for this? And then also, when we were testing out the fantasy flight system in the beta, and we were filling out character sheets, it's like, here's 20 questions. And I got 20 questions, that's easy. And then it's not. Everyone's like an essay question. Yeah. And one of them is like, the same thing. Like what is this super complicated concept for your character? And I'm like, I don't really understand what you're asking. Now, having played through this campaign, I feel like I have a better understanding, and, like, we talked about it, like... Mm. But going into it, it's hard to create a character and this, like, complex facet of, like... Yeah, love. I will say, I will say that on... As a fault of mine, like I said, I forgot yours for... I forgot... Um, Ishii and that is, that is pretty regularly. Explicitly, why when I had the option to choose, like goes into a rage uh-huh. when mm-hmm. I first got this. That's like literally the only reason I chose that was because it just wasn't being brought up enough. Or it just wasn't being it brought would up, be the and same I felt thing. like it was part of Ishii's character. Okay, and so the Shadowlands was just Ishii's character, just like blown up ridiculously. Okay, I, I mean, if I could. If I could change how I did stuff, I would bring that stuff up more. Um, but I feel like my love ended up being caring about the darkness. Oh yeah, that, that's that's exactly how it ended and how it was played out, which I think was really good. Like it turned out well. So it just wasn't. Yeah, I was just like obsessed was with. Like, he he was obsessed with. Like, that was the only thing he cared about. We had to work a long time to get you to care about other things. Yeah. Other than just, you know, the Shadowlands shit. So. Yeah. And then at the end, that would have been, like, an excellent role. 
when you were like when you like truly discovered like oh Ishii is this it'd have been like you gotten hammered on that shit because this is a huge conflict in your character yeah that would have been good sequel sequel <laughs> we just redo it we just fucking redo it all guys there's four kids <laughs> four kids they end up being the same people let's go for it it's one two and what are your kids' names seven oh no uh, I think mine were the translation of shadow and silver oh that's two, much better than one three two. Not the this I thought that, and I'm not a fan of them in Dungeon World. The bonds that people have in Dungeon World, I feel, are like not very good I feel they were less good in this they were pretty bad yeah. I feel like we generally tied into XP so yeah. yeah but we generally ignored them Crazily. right we only counted like oh I have a bond with you Doesn't and so I get that experience yeah. yeah I literally forgot my bond well, I went tile. like you didn't forget yeah I did I learned information that was just my bond Late into the game, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ooh, I know this thing," and he doesn't know this thing, and I brought it up, and he was like, "You told me you weren't gonna tell anybody." And I was like, "Shit, I did. That was a long time ago." <laughs> yeah, I felt that we didn't. I felt that we didn't utilize the bonds, and that's that's partially my fault for not bringing them up among you. That'd be so I mean, hard with even already playing a scenario. Yeah, even from the like the beginning, yeah, because I think. You, Audrey, and I had bonds that were like we hurt each other, like we were right. like a duel or some shit. A lot of the bonds yeah. put each other, put the different characters, and that's partially an L5R thing, but it put a lot of the characters in almost direct conflict with one another. I, I feel if if we were to do this over, I would say we should. Which we'll be starting next week. Yeah, <laughs> 30, 39 more. Like and subscribe. <laughs> um, I, I say you should for probably write the bonds yourself based on this because for the ma- like as four magistrates a lot of them didn't make yeah. sense like you're saying. Yeah. yeah where it was like we've hated each other for generations yeah. <laughs> and I mean that could be interesting to be like well you two have to not do that and work together like that could be interesting but to me I was like that's, that's one of the reasons you don't play it in like the setting where all the clans are at war right from what you've said like a hundred times yeah. that's why you don't do that yeah I always do it when, they're, when yeah. there's peace I'm sorry that everyone else failed but I was trying to do my Bonds the whole time. It's just my character sheet. It's not, but um, I was using those to. Um, oh Jesus! Man. I just feel like we had enough to deal with. Yeah, but we mine, mine were easier to deal with. I, from what I remember, I I knew Aji's love, which was opium. Um, you knew my secret. I knew your secret. Or you suspected it or something, and my lord wanted. A marriage alliance between our families, which is why I, was, I kept trying to get up in your kids mm. to marry them off. I see. Good save. Good <laughs> save. Good save with that phrasing. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty so bad. So well, one of them that Yugure had about Ishii was like, I know his fate. Which yeah. was just... And it was like, I didn't... Well, that's like straight... That's like a wizard from Dungeon World. That's like almost the exact right. phrasing, right? So I, I didn't want to... I thought it would be cool towards the end... I thought about this, but just we didn't a have the time. B I forgot, um, or flip the order of those. <laughs> but at some point, I was gonna say you've always known Ishi's fate, 
mm-hmm. what is it, and then to push you as Ishi, Brandon, to to go for it, go for that thing, um, and have him hopefully describe something good. Instead, <laughs> like to be a, die in glorious combat, to be a, to be a exactly worthless what shit. I did. Um, Praise be. But so <laughs> Praise be the glorious combat. The. I felt that we did not use these bonds well. And again, in Dungeon World, I don't think they're very good in Dungeon World. Well, don't, they're, they're mechanically way different, because in Dungeon World, you can help people using mm-hmm. them, which uh-huh. there's no help mechanic in this at all. Mm-hmm. In this one, you just get XP for interacting with people. Which is weird. I thought about saying, at some point when we were playing this game, I thought about saying, hey, I'm down for another rules change. If you have a bond with somebody, and all of you guys do have a bond with one another, you can help or hinder another person's role. And just do it the Apocalypse World style. But you, if you have a bond with them, you roll plus one. Like that kind of deal. Um, I just never said it because I didn't want to further change the mechanics. Yeah. Like we had all already changed them enough, I felt. Um yep. But we just never use. But I do think the help and hinder thing is a good plan, especially if you. It's probably much better than how we used it, yeah. Especially with the Apocalypse World game systems, if you say you have to declare it before they make the roll. Yeah. Oh, I I never liked that part. (laughs) That was the worst bit. I think it works better the other way. Like, oh, they rolled a six. I can push them to a seven. If I do this, yeah, I I usually like to do it after. Okay. But I don't know. I'm, there's definitely. A I think it just kind of works like that because sometimes people are just like, "Oh, I'm gonna roll," and then they roll. They didn't really give other players a chance to say, "Oh, well, but before you do oh, it." Well, I mean, we have people in this game who just rolled, and then later on would say, "I was uh, trying to do this. I did this." I don't think that. I failed. I oh, don't that, know when this. Oh, happened. that. I don't absolutely. This. Brandon rolled a lot, but they were test rolls. He never actually used <laughs> oh, one of no, those no. rolls. No, there were there were occasions where it was like, "Well, I rolled a four for this." Blah blah blah, and it was like, "You were making a move." That did happen a couple oh, times. Kind of well, so exactly how are we supposed to help or hinder? <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Um, I agree with DJ's point. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it works better helping after the roll, but hindering before the roll, maybe. That's, I don't know. That's what I to But who, who cares? We're, I'm accidentally designing again. Well, the problem with... yeah, It's design, design time, concept. baby. Yeah, but I felt the bonds... The bonds either put you guys in too for either for this setting it put you in too much conflict with one another, and just narratively, with the exception of David, we didn't use I didn't use them at all. And when I started editing the episodes as we were playing the game, and I started editing it, and I heard that first session where we described them, I was like, oh shit, I really better use these again. And they just I ended up ignoring it again. Whenever I read mine, I was like, uh, no. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. So minor. Like I feel the courtiers are. Like I said, like they're not really in crazy opposition. Like the one I didn't use was I took someone's side in a dispute in court, so that's still like trying to help them out. Yeah, that's not too bad. That was not what I had going on. Like I wanted the bonds to be like an event that happens in the future within the campaign because I thought that'd be cool. Right. What do you mean? Look at all the insights. And like imagine if like they're like goals you wanted you like, wanted you could do in the happen. campaign, right? Mm-hmm. I thought like that could be pretty that. interesting. 
Then it's you get like, some kind of bonus, like hinder. Cool. Like this one, I aided Aji without, with my magic without their knowledge. It'd be interesting if instead of saying that happened before the campaign, it's like, this is a thing you could try to do during the campaign, and when you do, you get 2 XP. I don't know. Looking back at my insights, I now realize how much I had to like twist them to get it to the point of, I know Tayo's secret. Because it actually yeah. says, I know his skill and I fear and respect it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know yeah. how I pivoted that. Well, no, because my because we average ours together. Because mine was Ishino's potentially compromising secret about. Okay, that's what happened. All right, good. Yeah, like, how, like, how can we get that? That was that was thing? the least conflict one, and the other least conflict one was Aji bears the scar that I gave them. Because the other two were I faced them on the battlefield, or my family and theirs hates each other. Those are my options, which are not I see. that that one that someone knows it. Compromising secret about me is the most antagonistic one that I have. Yeah, see, that's a totally. The other one's like, my lord desires an alliance with someone's family. Um, I know someone's heart's desire, I guess. That's a. Yeah. I guess that could be conflicty. I think this it's insight mechanic though. is in, like, all the Powered by the Apocalypse games that I've played at least. Like, where it, like, it helps yeah. the characters have some bond with each other. And it's just a matter of how you play your game, whether you want yeah. to look that up. And, and I think that's and that's the issue of this system running into this setting. And the box because set specifically. The, that yeah, that, that's what I knew about what I was saying. Setting. So um and if we were just saying we're playing just an L five R game, we'll see where it goes and we'll develop it. Like you when can, you say your lord that we're coming up with it from there. When we, you, like we'll come yeah. up with all this stuff as we go. This stuff could really work out a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, in Apocalypse World, it works out pretty well because there is no past fiction for you There's to no clash way. with. You create it right then and there at the table. That's mm-hmm. what these games are designed for. That's exactly. For, and so yeah. that's where this ran into it because it's like, all right, well, now we have to create this storyline in which some branch of the Crab Clan and some branch of the Scorpion Clan have gotten into this conflict and now are embittered against one another. And we could do that. It just would require more effort significantly. And so, like, this system, and that's the big takeaway, I think, mechanically, is this system is not meant to work... Is meant like a box. Yeah, like it's it's meant to be the freewheeling apocalypse world kind of thing where you build it as you go. So mm-hmm. this system is best for players who want to play L5R but don't know any of the setting. Just oh. make it up as you go. Well, play. no, you might know about the setting, but just say, like... I'm a crab. Yeah, I think I'm, you, I'm a lion. Okay, well, your lord is this, and we and then we just go from there. Yeah, I think if you had the the basics of like even the card game, like I know all the clans and the basic flavor of that. It's like, all right, well, you're scorpion, you're a crane. Why are you working together now? But yeah. are you reading the online fiction? No, <laughs> no. There was a period Option. where I was reading the online fiction constantly. I have a folder for. Well, I'll catch up eventually. So and some of it, the fan fiction, because that's the scorpion and true. <laughs> Same things are way different. Not the man fiction. Not a beak. Get that tail in there. The um. I think that's the last thing you wanted. That's a lot of talking about a mechanic we didn't use. Yeah. Perfect. Well, no, I have different mechanics we didn't use. (laughs) DJ has specific complaints about mechanics we didn't use. Yeah, we didn't use the wealth and favor a lot. I did, especially the favor. Yeah. I, for my position, I didn't know how to take those abstract thing of just, I have a favor, I have a blackmail, I have this. In my head, blackmail those, too. That's a, those things had to be tied to something. something. So to say that, like, I, I have a favor, well... 
Okay. If it's a favor that you have for something that you did related to the Unicorn Clan, then why would Shosuro Hayobu okay. care about it? <laughs> Unless it then becomes like I fungible, where then she could take that and now have it as a favor over the Unicorn Clan. Like, yeah, yeah you're like we, we did, um, we did tie the favors um, to like Two specific people because we, we had to. We, we I think that's we also didn't really catch them in ever. I didn't. I, I was and I was I was really dreading that you would push that harder as mm-hmm. Tayo. And because I was like, I don't think that that makes sense in this system. Like I said, like if if you if you have just these abstract things, how does it relate to? Like favors are things that are related to people. Like just because kind of like a squishy story game in a structured setting. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that kind of makes more sense for like, oh, I have like I have favors from above. Right. And you kind of hand wave that shit away. Right. To do what you want. Yeah. Like the way. Like I, Which is I, the I, only way it makes sense for the, the system. That, um, the favor of my lord, where I. It's like the same wealth thing. Like I have a favor to use every session. And I think the way that, that that's supposed to be described is. Like I. That's why I have it like, oh, Tayo is from like a, a well to do Bayushi family or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like just the, the prestige of that kind of is how it's working it. But. There's like a whole favor move, right? I think within this system, or am I thinking of blackmail? There's a blackmail move for sure. I think the favor you just buy stuff like wealth, right? Yeah, and wealth we didn't utilize too often. But I will say within L within L five R twenty one wealth within L five R in general, like the whole aspect of wealth is supposed to be something that's on like the fringe of whatever, like of everything. So this is supposed to be one of the few settings where wealth actually matters, that you can bribe people to do this, you can mm-hmm. buy off people and do these things because merchants are important. In regular L5R games, I feel wealth Doesn't. would matter even less yeah. because you'd be like, well, as a samurai, I don't... As, as stereotypical samurai, I don't care about wealth. I don't want to make it. It's yeah. not useful for me. I mean, the on the list of things you could buy, I think the most useful thing... Well, I bought that birthday party was one thing. Maybe the only thing I spent wealth on. But, Probably. Um, there was, like, the highest wealth, like, five or six or something. It was, like, you buy a, like, a, um, what am I thinking? Um, a mercenary army. Oh, yeah. Like, a uh-huh. session or something. Which we're yeah, you could, you could theoretically using. really go crazy. Like, the, the high wealth ones are, like, oh, you could feed the whole city. For five wealth, you could just mm-hmm. feed the whole city for, like, a Do day. Do they know what, how size... How sized this city? <laughs> it's very sized. sized. It's so sized. So sized. Such city. Yeah, so I don't know if I have any criticism for that, but we definitely didn't use those. So they're Well, not. I think my criticism would be a lot of these moves weren't written... I don't want to say they weren't written well, but like they weren't for written... This. Ri- not just for this. I think, I think the moves themselves have are kind of written weakly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't have... Like it wasn't playtested a ton, I imagine, which is fine. Like if you know, I think we a, are the playtest, right? Yeah, so you know, I'm not a huge, not a huge criticism, but it's just like the scope of the, some of these moves seems a little oh more far-reaching God. than others, more vague than others. When are you supposed to really be doing this? Because like it'd be like the next day, and you'd be like, well, I want to do the move where I've gained favor on somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that? Like the move should be more explicit. Like that when time passes, what does it mean for time to pass? Like. Just, yeah. It's just the overall system isn't 
hammered out enough to handle some of these moves. I know now in like the Apocalypse World, like second edition that they put out relatively recently, like well after this playtest thing, they do have more kind of a guidance on how, like, oh, this is what time passing means, and this is how you would spend wealth and things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that just didn't exist at this point. Yeah. And adding so many different resources was, was worth very it. confusing. And I feel we just ignored half of them anyway. We just had to. Right. And, and part of it, partially that was me just trying to keep all the shit straight. Because I, yeah. I had all this stuff from the box set like kind of floating around in my head and what I wanted to do and how I wanted us to get to these points. Which is also very different from what an Apocalypse World game is supposed to be. Mm. Um... So you don't I feel in, in an Apocalypse World game, you shouldn't say, all right, well, by session, at session 10, I want to reveal this. Mm-hmm. Like, that shouldn't be the situation. Like I said in my head, I was like, between session 8 and 10, we're gonna, the Opium War is going to start. And when I had to plan for 12, and I was like, okay, <laughs> ideally it'll be 8, maybe it'll be 10. We did start it at 10, but it went... Way longer. <laughs> what was the the opening salvo? Well, the opening salvo is you guys watchful contacts you and says, "Somebody's yeah. following me. Can you?" Oh no, somebody's when robbed me. That's what she says. Yes, yeah, somebody. Well, yeah, when she contacts you and says, "Someone has robbed right. me of my legal opium. I, I'm a legal opium merchant. Someone robbed this place." Yeah, and we were supposed to show up, and then she was supposed to get murdered. That didn't well, well, you we showed up and you, you investigated. Then later on, she contacted you and contacted you again and said, "Hey." Someone's following me. Oh, wait, was that a horse? No, no that was watchful. Was watchful. This was way yeah, horse way happened, back. Horse happened later than that. This was, this was like way back. Yeah, horse was, or watchful was killed by Jaw, the Ronin. Which we figured out, like, session 20-something. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, this person killed watchful. And I was like, watchful, yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, she sent someone, like, oh, I'm in trouble. And we well, yeah, were she just like, sent a message. Eh, let's just yeah. finish, our, <laughs> no, let's finish our board game. Well, no, the, the funny thing is, you joke about that because in the end, but truth be told, you guys are important people. Yeah, who is this? Like... I it think, should I think be a situation exactly of like either you. It makes perfect sense. Either you come here and talk to me, or tell me the full story. I think that was our justification, but I think that the real was, reason was like this sounds like a trap. I don't know if that was probably she should come to us and talk about this. I don't yeah. trust this person. It, it worked out. It, it was, had you had you not done that, had you gone there, you would have encountered Jaw mid trying to kill her. Mid throwing the diary at us, probably. <laughs> it was all in the room. It was just the diary was there. Yeah. All right. Fucking diary. Any other mechanic stuff? Well, just I guess more critique on the moves. I feel like deserves calling out for my stuff in particular. The Shugenja moves seemed fine. I picked two of the four of them. Uh, the attack move and Wisdom of the Kami were both. Useful. I had a hard time answering those questions. I will say yeah, that. Sure. Like, you remember, like, you'd roll yeah. something and I'd be like, fuck, how do I answer these? Because one of the things that's pushed in the, in the story of, or in, like, the world of L5R, like in so many other things, is, like, the gods and the fortunes and the kami, they don't have the same motivations that humans do. Right. And so to try to answer it within the narrative of the game and have it be truthful to what that's supposed to be... I had to try to find some way that they would answer it that isn't just like 
go to 30 that's, that's a little Street. bit different. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like the person you're looking for is there. Right. The, the moves I really wanted to comment on were the <clears throat> Agasha Shugenza school moves, which you've mostly had you've had enough beer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, most most of the ones were <laughs> that I didn't like were make your move and then depending on the result, pick a kami, or you don't get to pick. Like the GM maybe gets to pick, and the result is just varies widely. It's like yeah. make your move, and then you don't know what's going to happen. Either you can send a message, or you can damage somebody. Yeah, it's like super it's like, wild, ridiculous. Well, well, those aren't. Why would I want to do one of those things in a situation yeah. when I really want to do the other one? Like this move is just really like weird. Like what GM would be like? You're in the middle of a fight. And it's like, well, if you got the messenger ones, fuck you. Right. <laughs> yeah. But like as the GM, like that somehow that's a decision they have to make. Yeah, I feel yeah, like, it is. Um, you want to make the same decision that the player made. Unless oh. you're an asshole. Yeah, see, I guess I'm an asshole, but <laughs> that's old news. But the uh, see, in my in my head, the thing with that would be, should this be something that could then move the like plot in a particular way? Right, and that's like, how you what used would it. Be, I thought it worked out, f- and that's well. that's how I I think one or two times you did get that, and my every time my answer. It only happened like three times, maybe. But like my answer was just what would be good for the plot, and sometimes it was right. well, it would make sense for you to find this information out, which was what you were trying to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But other times yeah. it was a situation of it was never a I need to shoot a lightning bolt at somebody, and instead I get to Here's hear the whispers. Of, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing, and it's the seven to nine is when the the GM chooses. So it's like it's supposed to be a success to some degree. It's a mixed mm-hmm. success, yeah. But so. It's just, it puts everyone, a move like this puts everyone in a really awkward situation. Because as the player, I'm like, do I even use move. this now? I, I may end up just, like, sending a ghost message. Yeah, I will, I will say that unless you were an idiot, as you were trying to, like, the, as the person running the game, as the MC or whatever you want to call it, um, as the MC... The ringmaster. As the ringmaster. Ooh, that's good. As the ringmaster. I like that. As the RM. Um, then you shorten it. I know that you as the player are trying to do... The PC is trying to do this thing. Narratively, that thing makes the most sense because that's what you are trying to do in that situation. Mm-hmm. If you get a 7 to 9, the easiest thing for me to do is go with the one you are trying. Mm-hmm. So if I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to do... The answer is just go with what you were doing because right. that is the thing that makes the most sense. You were trying to figure out, like, see a vision of what happened here. But if I think something else could work better, that gives me the opportunity to say, actually, these other kami come in, they'll still benefit you in some way and kind of push you to get the benefit of these spirits in a different capacity. I guess weird. just if I it's, were... It was, it was tough, though, for a lot of your moves mm-hmm. to come up with answers that felt like... Like this spiritual wisdom kind of a thing that yeah. I feel... It's just, it's just weird in conjunction with every other move in the game, which is you fail, you kind of do it, or you really do it. This is... you. It's, it's this right. weird you might do it or you do it's what you different. want. This it's different. This is like weird. modal moves. I feel like if I were the designer of this, I would want to write it with some more guidance for how to use it. And maybe you say exactly what you just said, yeah, Austin. Just like do that. this is how to do it as the G or the, how the GM should handle it, or like right into the move. Like on a seven to nine, you choose, but the GM can use a soft move to change 
which Kami gets selected or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, or I feel like it would be interesting if um, it's almost like if you're trying to send a message and you get the 79, it's like, well, then like a fire Kami's answering you instead of a wind Kami, and how does a fire Kami send a message? Like, it'd be wildly different. Like the yeah. Wind yeah, that, would be, that would be more. That would be you, more you, do, you do the thing you want, but, but not I, the way you want it. That would be much better. Kami came to help you. I kept living in fear that I was going to be like, okay, I'm going to try to send a message, but then I'm going to miss, and someone's going to take damage from, this, yeah. from a fire con. Or like, I want to try to heal somebody, but I miss, and, 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 and someone takes damage. Yeah. yeah. It's like. Yeah. I was, again, I always tried to say what was the most. Mm-hmm. What was the best narrative thing to happen in that? And usually, you had already chosen the thing that was right. most not only logical but probably the best narratively to do that. Very mm-hmm. rarely was I like, "No, you shoot lightning at a guy." Like, I agree. It's just weird for us to be in that. Weird situation. for there to be an option. Like where whatever. I miss or I get a hit, and now you have got to basically choose the same thing I chose, which is then why wouldn't I just get to choose? Myself. Except for sometimes you might want to change it. Anyway, that's enough said about that. But there were a couple moves that I had that were like that. And it's just weird. Off. Yep. And then one of the things I had here was related related to that is that um, I feel all the moves we used were the the two read moves, Mm -hmm. like almost exclusively. Like we did the the court moves, I think the one time at the birthday. And then the (laughs) void moves... I don't think anyone used it except for Yugure. I, I did. did a lot of blasts. Did you? I used it once. Okay. I used it once. It ancestors. bit me in the ass. Never used it again. But I that, used my like class moves. I didn't use the basic void move. I will I say. I will say that that's an issue that we've seen in other Apocalypse World games too. Yeah, and I think it's part of the just being the magistrate setting situation. Yeah. I don't even know about that because in the Apocalypse World game, very very rarely did any character who wasn't a weird quotes character. Use weird, so like like open yourself to the maelstrom. My character in the 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 UCF game did it one time and never did it again. Yeah. In most in most of those games, if your character's not that, that becomes that becomes a dump stat with the idea of well, my character's not the supernatural character. Yeah. Since my character's not the supernatural character, that's where the dump. That that's where I dump. Like yeah. that's the dump. And that's literally what happens. Like Apocalypse World has the highlighting stats to mm-hmm. go against that, and masks like they change stats all the time. To right. Yeah. That. All you do is change that. And so that's I think. Strong. I, but not, I feel the battle move we barely like. I think Tayo used it maybe once. Um. I you, to, you guys use it a few times. I had to use it. I think I'm. I don't know if Ozzy actually did. You use it a couple of times. For battle, yeah, mm. yeah, I've done it three times. That was definitely when when Aji yeah. was hurt, uh, when yeah. Aji was hurt by Genshi for sure. But Ishii, like, Ishii used it more than anybody else. That's because I kind of mm. had to. That's that's literally your character every stick. single advancement I took was mm-hmm. like, oh, the well, battle move is good. And I'm like, well, I gotta use this shit now. Then, then also the servant mechanic. Um, there's like the four or five different kinds of servants. I, I which, of which I had oh, two. Yeah. I had the bodyguard and the, yep. the courtier one. We never used that mechanic at all. Well, we use my soldiers fucking every minute. Those did guys, we? those guys never they're, stop they're, getting brought up. They were fictionally really important, but did, did you make a move with them? 
Did I make a move with them? No. No. Yeah. No, I we had ne- we to, never used we never used the servant. They were they were pretty much a pet all. that I had to take care of constantly yeah. until I stopped and taking care of them and they fucked me over. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what that's well, say I think that's almost like I was saying, like part of the setting too, yeah. that we're magistrates so we're not like making pitch battles or anything. But. Yeah. So it was like, oh I'm never gonna use these social I want okay. That's why I, I made pushed, sagacious like that's, three as okay. fast as possible. I got those soldiers, and I was like, oh, cool. We'll tank this band fade. I get to use my soldiers. Never fucking happened, bro. I was only trying to fight fade for, like, 20 sessions. Um, Austin did tell me when I was on Joe Asako. I heard. Yeah, it's like... It's like oh, great betrayal. They do not want you to go after fade at all. It was a huge, horrible betrayal. That's what happened. Felt really bad. Let me tell you a thing or two. <laughs> you told me that shit. Oof. But, um, Yes. Oh, what were you gonna say? I was fine with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just something. Yeah, not, didn't, not a lot of moves. And then um, the only other mechanic thing I guess that I had was um, it was real hard to recover from harm. I feel the entire game, like they didn't really spell out like how you can yeah. heal. heal up. Yeah, and I think so most of the game, even like Tyo didn't get that in, injured until. He died. But, uh, <laughs> I was doing it until he was dead. Lots, lots of us, especially you two and you after the. I had a lot of damage. You grew in Aji more so than anybody else. Ishii, towards the end, was barely holding on. The but these guys I got held, messed up pretty. But you and Aji got messed up pretty regularly. I held on really things. well until the battle with the snake because, like, I hammered on my armor. I was like, oh, I got the armor. Don't worry about it. I'm good. Until the snake was like, nah, nah, dude. Fuck you. That's and another, then it was just downhill. Another comment about the moves in the way they're written and stuff is I had two healing moves. One of them was one of those modes is that I can heal. Mm-hmm. And I had another move I never picked, which is just explicitly just heal. But part of the reason I didn't bring them up a lot is... Because you hate us. Well, because I felt like... Austin was intentionally like not having us heal, and if I was like, "Oh well, we're downtime for a couple weeks. I'm just gonna mass heal everybody," like wasn't well, really in line I, with the. I'll say I'll say this. You're right. I was trying to I was trying to keep you guys somewhat hurt to kind of like express that like like oh injuries are serious things because that at least in other systems of L5R has been like a recurring theme is that if a person gets hurt, it's a big deal, mm-hmm. um, and that. Um, fights are often like extremely deadly so like you guys should be hurt and that that shouldn't be like if we just say like oh it's the next day it shouldn't be you got some you got rest heal a thing I maybe didn't do enough I tried to push at times if you would want you could do this I just wish that I had more guidance on and David had given me a suggestion from another Apocalypse World game from what is it called Monster Monster Hearts. Hearts Um, I, was, I was about to say Animal House. Um, Not that far off. Party <laughs> down. Uh, but so, in, I wish the game had given me just a general like heal move so I could have you do that. Mm-hmm. If you had pushed that stuff, I would have probably say, said, like, oh, we'll make that roll during the downtime. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, but I wish I had just a general framework to look at that, to right. base that off of, because I was even just wondering when Baronado in that last session was trying to help Aji, I think. Aji and you, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, oh, he's trying to help you out. 
what should we roll to see how he does with healing yeah, you? So we just had no and eventually we, d- we decided, like, oh, you should roll blessed to see basically how well he does on casting healing spells. Mm-hmm. Like, where you're, where all of a sudden, now really, Aji was the one casting the spells. It was very weird. Like and Aji's very first dump set, for sure, and I would have done the same thing, was blessed. <laughs> My dump set, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like... I was going to say, I bet you did the same thing. Well, I did the same thing. I did get. Because I made Bless my dump set, that is the reason I had Shadowlands Taint at, at all. I failed a roll mm-hmm. with Matsu Fukushima. Yeah, Matsu Fukushima, you know that. Yeah, damn. The ghost of Matsu Fukushima. Yeah, and that's that was like the entire... Just because I failed that roll, like you still gave me the option, but I was like, no, of course I have to have fallen to this, have succumbed to this desire. It was, it was interesting. Did, did you make, did you finish that quiz of all the NPCs that you're going to give us now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I got one I of them, baby. that, by the way. Matsu <laughs> I, know, I know a good amount of them, I feel like. Jojo was a piece of shit. Never did anything I needed. Yeah, fucking Jojo. Jojo did not come up very much in this game. I, I tried, man. I tried a lot of things with I getting this character, whole... I feel are we are we ready to move into plot stuff more so? Are there sure. any other mechanical issues? No, that's it. I think we're done with mechanics. So they're great. <laughs> they're I'll say, even though an we, hour and twenty two yeah, minutes. Even though we're sitting on them, they're, they're still good. I, yeah, I they like still work. They still work for thirty sessions. Yeah. I I, I enjoyed yeah, I enjoyed this game, and I enjoyed this game far more than I played the same box set in high school with friends, and we used uh, like a combination of the first and second editions of the game and I much more liked this than that and part of it was just m- maturity well, but was that 30 year game that we did was that second edition yeah yeah that I like this far more than that <laughs> it's it's far easier as part of it like you don't need to have I didn't need to print off a whole sheet for real of just the skills that characters mm-hmm. could get um but my, my tea ceremony skill was so good that's an important <laughs> thing in, in the, the second edition or Gami uh, though that, that would be <laughs> so, but on, on the idea of the two minute skills, <laughs> not kidding. Yeah, a qualm, a qualm I had with with how this game worked out was something I did, which was there were too many different threats or plot threads. Oh my god! Oh, so <laughs> yeah. So for instance, like I regret introducing the ninja at all. I think like the ninja should have maybe come up as a thing in the background that you guys heard about and then discovered they're just common criminals and moved on. Because as we were looking into it, we would look into it, but there would be something else that would always be much bigger. And so it wasn't an issue of this thing in the background that came to this big to came that came to this big fruition thing in the end i had you guys just solve it because i was like i brought it we brought it up enough times i just want to tie up that loose end and say goodbye or really mm-hmm. cut it off honestly yes. so in retrospect i regret even bringing that up um there were a couple other things that i wasn't Crazy about coming up, There's but favorite. that was that was the biggest one that I wish I could have reined that in. Just There's the ninjas, yeah, yep. I like that. I wish had just not come up. So then I you felt, guys could have stayed focused on other things. I felt the fade thing was really frustrating too. Oh, the fade was fucking the worst. Jesus the one Christ, kill me. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I'm not sure how much of it was in character, but you guys figured out like inherently, like, oh, the unicorn were using fade. Yeah. To carry out all these attacks on the cartels, so fade was important. 
But we couldn't, it was shitty, we couldn't deal with Fade. Which is just... Because we needed Fade around for the Opium War. I understand. And so... I hear you. I feel you. What's that? What Fade do during the Opium Fate, all the, all those attacks all the, on the, the different caravans. like oh all those like the Thunderguard showed up and attacked us. Oh, that was fate. that was Fade's troops was in fate. Thunderguard uniforms. Yeah, okay. Fade yeah. didn't like that. everything. Yeah, because the the whole deal was like <clears throat> the Unicorn were just supplying Fade with this information against the Scorpion, and then they would util- they would attack them because they were more than happy to do that. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty much. Is that why they why they take the stamp? They they took the stamp. Um, in part to just take more stuff. I better not have told them from what I'm aware, though. He told yeah, them. That the, yeah, the they got they got the information that you guys were coming with that stamp from from the unicorn. Mm-hmm. Were they like continuing to use it throughout the campaign? Like the I think they had they had used it, and in fact, Ishii at some point got a note that was like, or at least Ishii read the note. I don't know if it was specifically addressed to him. It might have been addressed to all the magistrates. That was like. There was this purchase order that was basically like all of this stuff was purchased. Can you explain this purchase of all these weapons and armor and this kind of stuff? Yeah, and it was like, oh, problems. that was not us. That was a fraudulent purchase. Like, there's a bunch of things. But does that mean they wouldn't have been able to use it anymore, or would they continue they to use it? Probably after? still could have used it. I just didn't want to get into it too much more and say like, oh, can they still keep using this stamp? How different are these stamps? Yeah. In a world where there isn't a fucking telephone or the internet, <laughs> like this says, Emerald Magistrate. How do I know it's not like that kind of thing? Yeah. Like unless someone, unless an actual Emerald Magistrate or someone who works with them regularly sees it. But when, when Sheriff Sheriff Dwayne out in the country sees this, he's going to go, Oh, geez, this is important. I'm right. a rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. Look at this Johnson. <laughs> oh, there he is. No, do you know what it was again? Time. You can keep it going. I have to pee. Yeah. <laughs> right. But this little boss can, can I do it on the microphone? Yeah. Yeah, just fucking go for it, dude. So, yellow yeti. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I I think that I think that I did have too many too many different threats there and too many different things that were going on. Definitely and then, for a couple games, it was oh my character's learned something. Oh, like here I am going to do it, and then just all this other shit. Yeah, I would have next loved, session happened, I'd moved on. I would have loved to close a plot thread before moving to the next one, but it felt like things kept exploding in our faces whenever we tried to solve another issue. Well, one of, one of the themes of this is that this city is so full of crime and so full of problems that it, right. it should seem like, what are we supposed to do? Where do we even start? Which is definitely... Which, is, which, that which, going. which we did that well. The problem was, I think, that there were some that I didn't flesh out enough and so when you guys looked into them they they weren't really there another one is uh, I was worried about was Michitaka and the fact that like Michitaka should have shown up probably earlier probably the <gasps> first uh, Naratoki's cut, uh, brother yes who Aji eventually yep. who fought and then fought again and killed him and I think that Michitaka probably should have shown up in session one or two, he took his time. This guy who was supposedly very wor- like concerned, and it was because I had other things that I wanted to do. And then remembered, oh, this would be an interesting person yeah. to throw in here. And it was just more shit to add on. Mm-hmm. It was a and, um, pretty overwhelming moments. Yeah, and so I think I I threw too many different threats at you guys. And my main concern isn't so much that I threw too many. It was that 
if you're throwing that many, are all of them going to be good and important? And instead of focusing on um, on a smaller number and having them be good and having them go somewhere, I had some that were basically nothing. And the ninja is the to me like the one that exemplifies that. You were uh, Yugare was looking for them, and I didn't have. I knew the final answer, like who the head of the ninja was, but how we were going to get there and what they were even doing, because what they were doing was supposed to almost seem so small small or petty that, yeah, every time you hear like, oh, these, these merchants are being shaken down by mysterious shadowy figures calling themselves ninja, it's like, okay... Well, actually, now uh, these fields are on fire. Well, that's way more important. I better yeah, deal with that. Or actually, there's a, a demon that's flying around, and I think in the specific case of the ninja, like Yugre found a hollowed-out den of theirs, and like from what we we talked to, like a ninja guy, mm-hmm. right? And like, yeah. he got tortured and and and, and died. tortured. Um, <laughs> and we learned that it was just a bunch of guys being ninja and shaken. And but then there was like this hint. Of something else. Yeah, because there's, there's fucking small crawl spaces. Because there's tiny thing. crawl spaces and there's still something mysterious and you don't yeah, really. You thought you learned everything, but really there's this extra secret For and that's time. what made it persist, I think. Yeah. It's like, yeah. That's a good point. For a long time I thought they were the snake. If people. that had just wrapped Me up, too. like there wasn't a secret <laughs> tiny compartment, it's like, no. oh no, you found them out. You, you like, got them out and it's just dudes. And maybe even, like, you get a beat. Like, even if they come back at some point, you know who they are, what they're doing, and how to find them again. That would have been enough, like, to say the ninja problem's done. But instead, there was, like, this persistent question of whether there's more to discover about them. How important are they really? Oh, they're back in action? We must not have found the real ninjas before. And, like, we never solved the mystery of the tiny holes. (laughs) My tiny (laughs) holes. It was horrible. The small holies. The small holies. So, it's just the way... Things wrap up or don't wrap up, right? Like you, it can't go as a plot thread until we know everything. Yeah, which is hard to probably to manage as a GM, like because you don't want to necessarily say everything. It's like, how do you say this isn't actually an important thing, but it is still happening, and you don't know everything about it. So, like, yeah, is it apocalypse world? You're supposed to have like a threat wheel or something. Mm -hmm. So you're just prioritizing different threats. In the wrong areas. <laughs> Definitely, all of us run yeah. very different strategies for ninety percent of the game. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Um, how much did you change of the plot, if any? I would argue I didn't change up the plot almost at all within like the box set. <laughs> I used the opium war stuff as close to what I could. Um. Since most of the box set was a sandbox kind of thing, like you can change stuff up all over the place here and there, and that's not that's not a problem. Um, there were certain things that I had to change up. Once Magda was dead, or um, mm-hmm. once Magda was dead, it was an issue of, well, how do I keep the House of Foreign Stories around? I still want it to be around, and then it was like. The purpose of the House of Foreign Stories was it was supposed to be almost the gossip hub. And when it wasn't being used for that when Magda was there, and I gave it another shot with another patron that was like, okay, Aji's not going to fuck this old lady, but maybe he, can use, maybe he can use this as the gossip hub, and he kind of still, like wasn't super interested in that. I was like, all right, well, fuck this place. I'm going to use it to spark more of this conflict 
Um, and it was oh. Michitaka came in and just throttled this woman to death. Mm-hmm. Um, but when <laughs> but when uh, Sanafusa found out someone had come in and killed her, he just assumed it was the Bayushis mm-hmm. because he had like a chip on his shoulder about them. Mm-hmm. So like that's his conversation with Aji was like, oh, the scorpion came in here and murdered this lady. Uh, he ended up almost marrying into that family. Well, he was his sister. Mm-hmm. Almost married into that family. Yeah, but old man, swear to God. Well, he wasn't the old man; he was the son. But the whole group of them, yeah, of them together combined. <laughs> but what so they. Um, but yeah, so so there were certain things that changed up, um, but I didn't have to change up too much. One thing that was an interesting thing was, in the box set, there is, the whole deal of like Soshi Serioku after Watchful was killed. She, like, dips. She goes underground, basically. Her whole operation scatters, and she vanishes. She is working with the Kolot, with the, the secret conspiracy that she's been forced into to kind of do these things. In At no point in that box set are they like, well, what if they look for her? Literally <laughs> never address that issue. And wouldn't she have a house? And I was like, shit, I can't say no, she doesn't have a house. Well, that's crazy, right? That's too stupid. <laughs> so no, I'm like, you know what? There's a chance you guys won't find her, or it'll take a long time to find her. It should be tough. She's supposed to be a very powerful sorceress, and like, and she uses like evil dark magic kind of a thing. So you know what? Yeah, here's her house. Guess what? She is a fucking evil sorceress. Mm-hmm. So that's why I threw that out there, so you guys found it out quicker. Mm-hmm. Which was good. Or more quickly. And so, just because I was like, I don't know where they would find this information, the box set doesn't have any info about it, and I, I don't know where it would come in. And then when people would ask, where is she? It's like, oh, fuck, well, if I tell you where she is, you're going to want to go hunt her down. So at first I was like, oh, she's outside the city. And that's why I had, I had her be away, but I told, I think, Tayo, like, but... She, Distance isn't an issue for her at this point. Like she can move quickly between these places, mm. and um, I had her. Well, I'll never sleep again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had her come back into the city to like get revenge and the like, where the the big Bayushi warehouse fire, mm-hmm. and then she was in the city still for a while after that. Yeah, that weird eyeball scene. She was. Like, yeah, I, I didn't like. Well, her. What I meant with that was she couldn't come back. That place was called the House of the Plum Blossom. Mm-hmm. And the Plumbus. Yeah, the House of the Plumbus. Um, the House of the Plum Blossom was suppo- is supposed to be like a really like, almost like a snuff film uh, torture dungeon place. Uh-huh. Which, Accurate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, which was there. As I was doing that scene, I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. I'm definitely, I definitely don't want this place to come back at any point. So, um, yeah. So extra when, like, when I was kind of implying that it was around, and when Ugre was like, I'm not gonna go after this place. Part of me was like, okay, well, it's gonna be tougher to find these people. But another part of me said, good, I don't have to have that location exist yeah. anymore. And so when she said, I Describe can't. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I, when she said, I can't come back here anymore, she meant to that place, not to the uh, city, to the but to the, the house of the plum blossom. 
And um, yeah, so that's why they, that's why they that's why Yuriko and Serioku burned the place down. Remember they? Did they do that? Yeah. I... <laughs> so I got to address on microphone the Thunder Guard. So I know the Thunder Guard seemed like the major impediment to you guys constantly, hmm, and that yeah, they were always well. a massive pain in the ass. Who the fuck and honestly, <laughs> and honestly, probably to Ishi that maybe should have been the case, but to Tayo that should not at all have been the case. <laughs> Where like literally you're in bed with their bosses, mm-hmm. and so like all over you. well no, but the thing was. The Thunder Guard is supposed to be this ever-present thing throughout the city that, like, half the time when it's a situation of, we're trying to find this place. Oh, you guys, and you guys talk to some Thunder Guard and eventually they'll point you out to this way. The thing was, that's such a non-important thing that we forget that it even happened. So, like, your interactions with the Thunder Guard were vastly, predominantly positive. It's just they weren't at... Well, this is true of many things in life, but you remember the negative ones. <laughs> when a restaurant's okay, you don't write a review of it. When a restaurant sucks completely, you tell people not to go there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so that that was one of the big things, and so it was just so funny for me later on that you guys were always kind of shitting on the Thunder Guard, <laughs> and I'm like, they was probably give you guys the majority of information that you get and are also like involved in so many of the day-to-day things that you guys have to do. It's just either off-camera stuff or it's so small that it doesn't register as anything big. The big thing that kind of created the the myth of the the myth of the shitty Thunderguard was when they the when they wouldn't let you through the re- the wretched <laughs> gate, which is the gate that goes between the the oh fisherman's God. quarter and the sh- uh, the leather workers' quarter. Mm-hmm. And there was two things with that, three things. One, the biggest one. You guys like failed a role, and so it was the response of like the failed role of these guys pushing back at you wanting to do this thing that was socially weird. Like, I'm a very fancily dressed gentleman. I want to go in these sewers. Like, city worker, let me in there. Like, no. That's, why are you, like, what's going on? You don't want to go in there. And then the more you pushed, the more it became an issue. If at any point you guys were willing to whip out your badges and be like, we are looking for a thing. I hear you. You would have absolutely gone right ahead to do it. But... It was an issue of they were kind of like a little bit more intense about it because you guys had failed the role. There's the cultural aspect of none of the Edda are different from one another. So when it's like we have to see this particular one, we have to go visit him. It's like there's a one of them? Are you kidding me? Mm. I have to get this sand. What? Like that, like I was trying to play that up. Get that dozer. Yeah, exactly. I want to eat their little little houses. Um, (laughs) Everyone's old enough for that. Mm -hmm. Nope, just kidding. I'm a gorg. (laughs) Anyway, so... That's how I self-identify. But yeah, so... Like, those things kind of added up to, yeah, be a massive pain in the ass. And I think that that image of the Thunder Guard just stuck around through the whole rest of the game from session four. What? 
I did time that, and it was like over 30 minutes. <laughs> it was a bad time, okay? And you're, you're right. And in retrospect, afterwards, I was like, damn, I did just kind of literally put them <laughs> at this gate. But at any point, they could have either... They could have just shown their badges to these guys. I hear you, but like the the longer it went on, the less we could have shown our badges. We <laughs> just argued with these guys for twenty minutes, and we go, "No, Jake, we're actually these important people." <laughs> right. I mean, I can't just do that. I'll, You're be like, "What the fuck?" I'll have to listen to it again to like, like, hear the worse. specifics. But it's like the, that was the situation that was going on. And I was trying to push... I remember even trying to go above their heads and find, like... <laughs> well, eventually, one, eventually, when you left that area, you talked to, like, the a captain, lieutenant? and I tried to, yeah. like... Well, I tried to, like, explain some of that to you. But I also was trying to push the idea that you guys were the new magistrates in town. You'd only been the magistrates for maybe a week or so. Okay. And so these people didn't necessarily know who you were. Whereas towards the end, if you didn't have your badge but were, like... All right, we're coming through here. The Thunder Guard would for sure know who you were, but like you were these new, the new cats in town, and they didn't know you. You weren't identifying yourselves <laughs> as who you really were, mm-hmm. and you were doing a thing that was socially weird. You failed a role. They just assumed something was wrong. Yeah, I feel. Um, I had this down too. Like I, I don't know how much this happened after this Thunder Guard thing, but especially <laughs> in the Thunder Guard thing, like it. Um, like I feel misses should be like way more important. Like uh, just all right, you you miss, so we're gonna spend the next half hour debating this. I feel like <laughs> they should just like attack us. Like listen, my authority, and just like attack us or something, because that would have like driven the like the drama better. Or like them trying to like arrest us or something. Like you're acting yeah. fucking crazy. How about we take you to a holding cell? Yeah, it's like hard move, hard move. Crazy like, people. Okay. Just like, I will. I will say I was well, trying I'm to out my sword. Though. I was trying to put you guys in a position where either you'd go like split and like either you'd leave or you would have to fight these guys. They feel like this should have been like like they well, go for it. Fight you. Like you're under so, arrest. I think we're we at least me. I don't want to speak for you, but it's just like. I was thinking of Tayo as in like, um, oh these these are just Thunderguard. They're like lower level, oh for like sure, lower class than me. Why are they shitting on me? Like fuck you, let me through. Why would you do this? I've got just, a sword. It was mm-hmm. just like the second it went south, it was just like it was about to, <laughs> it was just about yeah, especially for a long time. Especially too, okay, Tayo like guys. thinking of like oh I'm impersonating someone who's a warrior, but not really a warrior. Of course I'm going to. Like, you can't, you can't say that to me. How dare you? I think I tried to say, like, what's your name? I want to go to sh- your superior. <laughs> I heard like, you'd be like, it's it's like it doesn't matter what the name is. Shut up, David. <laughs> well, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm write a complaint. Let me talk to your manager. That's exactly yeah. what the whole thing. <laughs> well, I'm mad, so we're going to do this for 30 minutes, yeah. goddammit. But I feel like, uh, especially oh, the, the Powered by the Apocalypse things, like the misses. Like, if it's just like, well, the the result is to stall them. I feel like that, that's, I mean, not, hard not, not trying to shit on you, Austin, but, like, um, we did dumb things, too, as I just described. <laughs> so stupid shit. Yeah, I was playing the character t- not dramatically enough. But, yeah, um, we definitely, yeah, we just, for some reason, we just kept on talking. We should have either yeah. attacked, we should have done some shit. Either we should have been like, well, now I'm drawing my sword, or, like, the result of the miss should have been like, well, we're drawing our swords. Yeah, yeah it's just... Yeah. 
And that's and I, I do regret that that didn't go somewhere more quickly mm-hmm. because really it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Um, aside from to create like a distaste for the Thunder Guard for you like tremendously. I mean if they tried to arrest you it probably would have created that as well. But the um but there could have been more to do with that. Like later on yeah. when it was revealed who you were. It's just, it's just gonna be to me. It could have be... been look it could have looked bad for you guys, but those yeah. guys could have been chastised or like reprimanded significantly by Jocho or something like that. But mm-hmm. um it didn't it wasn't the best way for me to handle the thing, for sure. But it's just funny that that is that was the impression that you guys got. That was the, the <laughs> imprint that you guys had of the Thunder Guard. And even though throughout the game, probably the ma- majority of information you got from the Thunder, you got would get from the Thunder Guard. Mm-hmm. You, because they're the only one of the things that's supposed to be there in this in this game is there's only two groups of people who are everywhere in the city. The firemen. The no, because the firemen, remember, are, are fractioned or factionalized. Sure. So the strong arm don't share information with the fire eaters. Okay, yeah, I The Thunder Guard and the Ada. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the only group that are everywhere in all of the quarters of the city all the time. Hmm. And so, like, the Ada see the, the city, yeah, and, like, they're also supposed to have a different view of the Thunder Guard because, you know, you talk differently when the cops are around than you do when... Furniture is around. I hear you. I do also think it's going to be kind of hilarious if this does, if people ever listen to this. That has to be edited out, like, 90% of that whole thing. And so for the it's rest literally of... What I'm, I'm literally on that episode now. And so for just, the just rest of... entire episode. For the rest of all time, we're going to hate the Thunderguard, uh-huh. and people have no fucking idea why. Because <laughs> we have, like, a, a one-minute, like, hey, let me through. No. All right, well, I guess I'll leave now. I hate these guys. These <laughs> I hate these guys. The son of a bitch is, right. For the rest of the 30 episodes, they're going to be like... I'll just say that as... Well, there's this thing that, like, you guys incompetent as a magistrate... Uh, which is partially my fault as the player, because I just felt like I didn't know what I was supposed to do basically all the time. Like, we have these things to investigate, and it's just like, okay, well, how do I investigate them? Like, I don't know who I'm supposed to be talking to, or, like, I go search around the city and look for something, and I, like, get attacked, and then, like, I try to commune with the kami and, like, learn weird riddles, and it's just like... Yeah, I felt really useless a lot of the time, and like yeah. sometimes I'd find something and feel like, okay, I'm making progress, and just would get real like, like you were saying earlier, like you felt like the moves had the potential to give us too much information if you followed them the way they were written, and so you held back some, but then I felt like I just got roadblocked over and over again, had no idea what I was supposed to be doing. I will say your moves in particular had a hard time because they were like, and then the gods tell me what to do. Right. And I'm like, and my, my thought was, I'm like, I want to try to honor those, but if I totally honor them and then just God comes down and is like, it's that dude over there, I'm like, that'll be too much. So instead I tried to give you these riddles. Right. Um, and so like, the two that I thought were good... Were, were the one, well, the two that I thought were good answers, because I, I wasn't happy with any of my answers to most of those questions, with the exception of the one about, like, oh, you need to look to something um, noble but not in a high place looking, or something like yeah, that. And so that was, that was the Ada, like, of, like, they killed Naratoki. Right. And then the thing about, like, the, the blinking eye uh, from the moon cave. 
I figured out that one poppers. after Tayo died. Yeah. It's like, oh, poppers. that one makes sense now. I think it was you're looking for poppers among princes and you should be looking but that, for princes among poppers. Yeah, so that, that clue was, was like very early later. on yeah. and then I didn't find out what it meant. And I, oh, I honestly, as a player, I don't know how I could have figured that out. It would have been it would have been very it, tough, but it would have been, yeah. Was, you guys I wasn't I wasn't trying to shit on on everybody. I was also trying to play up Yugare's not feeling like he should be here. Right. And well, so, if everybody, so if everybody's tell, yeah, so if everybody's yeah, so if everybody tells every if everybody is telling him you're not good at this for these failures that all the rest of these people are having, mm-hmm. the issue the bigger issue was like his uh, I'm sorry. Tayo's <laughs> Tayo's corruption, like being on the take. Ishii's like spiritual corruption mm-hmm. and Aji's like addiction, like all of those things could be kind of played up in this right. way or that way to make people doubt themselves and have these things. Yugare had the two ends for that of like vulnerability, mm-hmm. especially given that poetry was your love. Yeah. Um, was his family to have your wife come in and say, like, what the hell? What are you doing? Are you cheating on me? kind of a thing. And then people tell him, like, like, oh, why, like, blame you for not solving these things? Right. Yeah, no, I mean, it worked. And I think that made for, like, a good character arc for you, Gray, too. But especially toward the beginning, I'm just like, like, I get that I can't just, like, use an Ask the Spirits move and learn everything. And I was like, part of me was worried, like, well, I kind of want to ask the Spirits, but I don't want Austin to feel like he's got to, like, reveal all the secrets or something. And, of course, that didn't happen, but it's just... Every time I thought I was on the right track, something, like, stonewalled me. Um, yeah. And as as like as the storyline you were talking about, that made sense and it worked. But I think it... I think that happened to more than just me. Like, people would be investigating something and then just not get anywhere. And that was fade, part of... Fade, the whole fade thing. <laughs> yeah, the fade thing. <laughs> but... Feels, yeah, I mean, I, we were joking about it, you know, lasting more sessions than we ex- expected, mm-hmm. and I think it was just because there was a hard area to navigate between, like, how much should we be able to discover at any given time in mm-hmm. order to make progress. But, like, because you switched from, like, holding information back at the beginning to, mm-hmm. like, revealing it in floods at the end, it was like, maybe there's, like, a middle ground where we could be making progress the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to have to go soon, but I do want to add to this that, um, especially because I feel like the setting is set up like, like all, all noble, like super upper class, like Jamie Lannisters mm-hmm. in this world. And I was a lot of times like going with that. Like a lot of people were like, no, I don't know, I don't know about talking to you. It's like, How dare you speak to me like that? Like, <laughs> like specifically a Thunderguard, but like I feel a lot of times, like there are. Maybe maybe more because I was a courtier or something. Maybe I felt like, um, oh, why wouldn't this person talk to me? That or why would this person hide things when I'm theoretically so much higher than them socially? And um, I mean, especially because the the roles and everything, like you were saying, um, I'm pretty sure that's that's what contributed to the how how many sessions we did. Just if people, you think if people had been, have for, had forked over more information, we could have cut out some extraneous searching? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That didn't add to the drama of anything. It was just searching for searching's sake. And then the character drives around for 15 minutes of the 40-minute episode. Yeah, I definitely would have rather to, uh, you know, finding things out earlier. Or maybe even the, um, like, the time things, like the, um, the start of the, the opium war starting mm-hmm. earlier or something. Yeah, I mean, I definitely regret that it took as long as it did for us to get through it. In part just because it was, it was supposed to be 10 to 12 sessions, and it was 29. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of it was fun, and there were a lot of interesting storylines that happened. <clears throat> but yeah. there were some frustrating parts, especially, I think, for me in the first third to the middle of the campaign, where it's just like, I felt like not much was happening, and we'd be trying to make progress on something, and then something would explode. There's a whole new problem added to the list. Well, I could, and my way of I think I could tell that you were getting a bit frustrated was how do you find this? I just wander around the city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, and that to me was even more difficult because I'm like, well, if he's just wandering around the city, what information is he really going to get out of this stuff? Um, so that was that was tough. That was just as tough for me with yeah. that, where it was like, oh shit. It just made me think, like, okay, he's kind of removed from some of this stuff. He doesn't know where to go next. Either he doesn't care or he doesn't know what to do next, and so he's just wandering around. But if he's just wandering around, what do I really give him that narratively fits with that? Let the spirits guide me. But then I missed that role, so of course I got abducted and sacrificed to to the moon cult. Yeah, I got you, baby. (laughs) Hey, that got the... That got the... uh, uh, Onino Serioku introduced... Yeah, yep. and I only had to, uh, you know, take a deal with the devil and they come get you. Yep. That so was we, one of the Shadowlands. So team. wandering around the city aimlessly get, really gets things moving along. One yeah. of five just to save you. <laughs> Spent one of five to save you. One of five to save Aji, and then I picked up two at once for missing a roll. Pretty <laughs> oh, yeah, bad. All right. That's pretty bad. You got one more thing, Austin, or go David? Do you have anything else? Wrap it up. Um. Well, I was going to say, yeah, just real quick, the, um, I feel like the scene framing was a good idea, like, leaving it to us, but, I, like, um, it was hard, like, like, what you were just saying, like, now we're just like, well, everywhere's a dead end, where do I go? And it's like, oh, and now it's, um, your turn to scene, frame a scene, it's like, uh... I don't know. Everything I've tried is a failure. I don't know what to do. Pretty much so every time that happened, I just fell back and going to Baranata and fucking bitching out. Yeah. So you're saying when when I would just ask you guys what is what is Aji doing? What is Yugare doing? Yeah, it feels like it worked especially like the middle part. Others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I I definitely had like an idea, but I feel like I might have been the only person that was like past occasionally like I don't know past like literally there's nothing I can do right now. Oh, you did too. Yeah, I... I wanted... I just wanted to... I will say the two reasons I did that was I wanted you guys to feel more like ownership over the direction things were going in. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to play up the sandbox nature of things a little bit here and there to just say, like, where do you go? Mm. Um, But as we went on, I had to curtail that more and more for just time constraints. And, like, as in... As in, we, we've got to hit these beats in this, because if we have a game session where we don't get at least this much info out, we don't. We don't we're, 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 we're trapped, yeah, like we're going to get stuck. And I will say, 
when I didn't know what to do, I just like, well, fucking meeting. I <laughs> I have to say we yeah. Meetings, but also we really didn't use the, the book as much as we should have. Like even up to like session twenty six, I was like finding people in the book. I was like, oh, this would have been a great person to go talk to. Yeah, like there was a dude pegged in the book. Is just oh, this man definitely has Shadowlands taint. Hmm. There's a crab with Shadowlands taint, and he's the guy with the birdcage leg. Yeah, yeah. Kaiushinya. The one I remember. It's like fucking yeah. episode twenty six. I'm like reading this. I'm like, well. Yeah, been cool though. I, I'm glad you you didn't try to try to deal with that. It was way one, too late. I was. Well, like, yeah. Well, one one of the whole things with that character is when he, he uh, if a new magistrate comes into town that is a crab, he will get out of town. And so, like, if you tried to talk to him early in the game, you might have encountered him. I'm glad you didn't because my whole thing was going to be like, oh, he left. And, right. yeah. and, maybe, and maybe you could have heard about like how like oh this person may have been blah 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 and I would have maybe tried to do that so, but I'm just glad you didn't ever bring it up because it's like good <laughs> good we didn't have to yeah, country chase right well this thing only has one leg um, oh. yeah I Sorry. I agree I I was happy in the later sessions when I started framing the scenes for you guys. Mm. And I think in the beginning it, it worked out well because I was cause like, I'm going to have a dinner party with everybody. <laughs> I, will, I will say, if we were to do a game somewhat like this again, the meetings, <laughs> I hated the meetings. And I hated, One of the meetings was, I have no idea what to fucking do. What does everybody say? Right. But here, here's the deal, and this is just the nature of, of some shit, maybe. They went on way too long. And oftentimes... Especially listening back, and this happens at real meetings at work. <laughs> people, you'll repeat the people would repeat the same shit over and over again, and you'd kind of rehash it and go through the same stuff. And I understand it's partially because you guys were confused, or you were lost on whatever. So I think if we were to do that, if it's like, oh, you have a meeting, I would say keep like real keep it real short. But then beyond that, say like, okay, coming out of that, let's have let's have somebody make a move based on that meeting and this is what you're able to to do maybe that gives you a bonus in the future maybe that acts as a um, you collectively worked together to do this but when we just hashed shit out there's this amazing like that zombie world game that's coming out soon Mm -hmm. that's the same mask guy they have like a move just like make a plan and it's like alright you start and you're already doing a thing and based on how you did your move you get bonuses to well, do your plan. I, I get that it might not have made great audio drama, but the the meetings were just an in-character excuse for us to just talk to each other as players. Because yeah. there's a lot and of things that like, one important. player would discover, and like so we're kind of reassessing, what do you know, what do I know? Forget it, we just all know this now. Mm-hmm. And like we got to talk about it in-character and out-of-character, just like, what do we think's going on? What do we want to try to do next? And if we tried to skip over that, we'd just be like... Like just yeah, just confused yeah. and no, like, I, I understand yeah. that completely. And at, at, at a bunch of different points, like meetings totally changed what I thought was going on. Like mm-hmm. a, a hunt one eighty, everything I thought was totally wrong. What the fuck is going on? Yes, um, and like changed who I thought was the issue and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we'll say thinking back on it, like the you know like the bleed, like that role playing game term where it's like when your character's emotions like bleed into your own emotions and you feel like the same. I feel all of them happen at meetings. meetings. I was like, 
oh, really? I'm just gonna fucking throw me under the bus? What the fuck? <laughs> and I, I was like, I can't believe you betrayed me like that. And then, like, uh, Eddie yeah, Bishi at some point did, like, the same thing. Like, no, well, I'm the boss now. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? I thought we were friends. Yeah. Like, that, like, the, uh, it was so, it was affecting Tayo so much that it was affecting me, too. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Like, yeah. Those I think, are the, I think the, those meetings, are the, the cool like parts of role playing, right? Yeah, I think the meetings the best when the meetings were good, it was because we all came to the table with different information and different things we wanted. Like when Tayo was still hiding all this stuff and we were kind of trying to tease it out of him because some of us had like, oh, maybe he's doing this bad thing or when I had all this stuff about Baronado Mm-hmm. And you had all the stuff about more conspiracy and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think those were better than the ones early on where we were just like, oh, hey, by the way, what's hat? What? It's like, yeah, let's delegate tasks now. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was yeah. horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, some of them were good, some of them weren't. I don't some know how bad. to make them good or bad. I don't know how to make them. I think all of them must have been necessary for us to have done them in the first place, though. <clears throat> Make it all out of character. No in-character talking. I don't have anything to do. Let's just have a meeting. I think it's like we seriously have things we need to reconvene yeah. on and get on the same page as each other. So mm-hmm. we, we got a meeting to get it. out of character. Like, like Audie tells Dugray this. Yeah, but doing it out How of character you, doesn't... Does Dugray react? Dugray yeah. says, you're a bastard. Out it of character all doesn't. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but... There were definitely interesting things that happened because of in-character meetings. I don't know if it's enough to justify the amount of boring shit yeah. that was just, in character meetings. It just they were they were often very long, and <laughs> it was a lot of like three steps forward, two steps back kind of stuff. <laughs> so like there, like something did oh, come out of it in the end, but it's like you guys came in and it seemed like we were really gonna go, so, and then you almost talked each other out of doing more <laughs> dramatic and interesting things. Yeah. Um, especially must have been horrible for you because it was us discussing a bunch of things that you knew and mm-hmm. sometimes just going in the wrong way with it. That didn't bother me in the slightest. No, that, that part that part didn't bother me. The thing that that surprised me, and it's not so much that it, it didn't bother me, but it surprised the hell out of me was um when Ishii gave up the information about Baronado so like so quickly. It's like like I felt like you finding that out was a big, big deal and he kind of gave that info up and then I feel when Tayo kind of gave up a bunch of Tayo's information even earlier than like the okay I've been outed as the the guy working with the cartels, Tayo still gave up some more of the information of like than I thought he was going to. Mm-hmm. And that would always surprise me. It didn't upset me, but it, I was like, whoa, I, and again, I wasn't prepared to have the characters be armed with this knowledge to begin with. And the, but the funny thing is, you guys often had the knowledge and didn't act on the particular thing. Like, you knew this stuff was going on, but didn't do stuff about it. It's, hard to. it's really hard yeah. to act on, especially with the whole, oh, you have to have two... I think part, oh, God, I think part of that was always the was temptation killer. of, like, the... I don't know what the term is, but like the premise of like, oh, I'm a cop and I know this person is a criminal. I am sure of it. I just don't have the evidence to prove it in court. What do I do about it? Kind of a thing. Become like Batman. Yeah. Become Batman. Just do it. That would have added a different layer. No, should have just done it. Should have become yeah, Batman. I should have just fucking yeah. started killing people. Well, 
I have to say, the reason I gave up Baronado so quickly is I gave him up because everybody was like, yeah, let's just go to his mansion like right now and find out what's going on. I was like, oh, this is one of two ways. Either they don't find out or they find out and I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. That's what I was really... Okay. That's, that's entirely the reason I did it. I was like... Save your own skin. Let me just take a quick little moment here. Baronado will probably be fine. And he was fine in the end. Well, that's... And that's and that's the last thing that I'll kind of bring up. There were certain things that happened at the end. I actually liked that game, that ending game session. But I thought a few things were either anticlimactic or, like, left weirdly ambiguous for how important they were. <clears throat> What happens to the cartels and what happens to <laughs> Baronada were two of the biggest things. Yep. Where it's like, okay, we made this big point of the cartels are on the brink of collapse. Saigo gets killed. Yep. So does just show... Sir, we, we brought up in the epilogue in the end that uh, Tayo's children are brought in possibly as the, like, as the exactly Bayushi cartel years heads like years, like 10 or 15 years later, yeah. um, where Jocho is the head of the Shosuro cartel. Um, but, and we also said that Baronado is like removed from his p- post. post at like he's re- recalled to Unicorn Lands. Mm-hmm. But what go does he get any kind of comeuppance for this crazy conspiracy that he had that like pitted the city against itself for this long time and caused all this chaos? Um, there was kind of like I remember you guys had said we either have to go after the unicorn or go after the cartels. And unfortunately, the problem was when there's a big monster that shows up, <laughs> we have to go after that big monster. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter who the big crime lord is in the city. When Godzilla shows up, you Listen, have to deal with Godzilla. I saw Watchmen. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. yeah everyone joined together now. Mm-hmm. Right. But so, that to me felt a little, not disappointing, but like, oh, so what happened with that? Like, I'm the nerd in the audience going... So they didn't even deal with the cartels. <laughs> yep. Where's Faith? And you guys like I'm just retiring. Forget it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys like all right, Demon Gone. Fuck this. And Ishii was just dead. So he didn't. Even so you don't have to deal with it. I thought I thought yeah. Ishii's death. That scene worked out really really well. I will say I was really hoping to have Aji fight a duel in that last episode, and that and I was like, I was hoping Yugre would call Aji over to be his champion. And then oh my god! And then happen. and then Yugri just fucking jumped him. I, yeah. Okay, to be completely honest, when Yugri just like jumped him, uh huh. You mean just, I just, would, just shot lightning at Genji? Yeah, I thought that was like the. That's just like face damage. Like, what have you done? You've done this horrible thing. And then he told his father. Uh-huh. He told uh, Baronado, and I was like, "There's no way this man yeah, doesn't just told, like he told her uncle fucking die in shame because this." Pretty much, somebody was like, "Hey, let's let's have a duel. Get your get your person." Well, to, and he just was like, "Well, to, to fuck you." To put it there, to do that at the very end in that last I session know. would be really really shitty. In and retrospect, I could have maybe said like, "Okay, for these various things, you would have taken this face damage. Keep that in mind when you have your epilogue." Of like you're retiring, but you're not retiring on good terms. This is a dishonorable discharge at best. Yeah. Um, you're not kicked out. You're not kicked out of office. <laughs> it was it's unclear who knows exactly what happened. <laughs> right. I just I was trying to give because Aji only dueled two people, and those two people were Michi Taka two times. Yep. I dueled one. So I was a duelist. Right. So I was trying to have him have another opportunity to step in there and do that. <laughs> and it didn't. It didn't happen. And then when he got so hurt, 
it was like, okay, well, it also now doesn't make sense for him to step in on Baronado's behalf and be the duelist against Saigo. And so I did. I upped that bolt stat and did great. Yeah. Or should I say, John Travolta in full-blown Batman <laughs> mode, which is how he's described. Batman? Oh yeah. my god, why? I, again, I'm pretty sure Get Shorty and, uh, what's it called? Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. In my head, I was like, Phenomenon. Nope, that's not it. Oh, yeah, he was the coolest there. <laughs> he was Michael. What Michael? Swordfish. He was swordfishing. Uh, 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 was that 98? Uh, I feel that's a little later than that. Uh, that's a wrong He was in time, actually. It's not too far. Um, welcome back, Cotter. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, any other thoughts? Um, I don't think so. All right. It's on my checklist. Now let me give a long diatribe about the Israel-Palestine conflict. Oh, okay. good, good, good. All right. Is this fables? Pucker up. <laughs> Are you going to explain how this coal campaign was an allegory? Yeah, it was oh an allegory. Oh, my God. Didn't you see? Idiots. <laughs> right. If you figured it out early, you would have been able to solve everything right away. Yeah, exactly. You guys are America. Figure it out. <laughs> the, the end. The end. The end. All right, if you had listened to our final episode, you might notice that in the epilogue we changed a little bit of stuff. Um, we recorded this the week after we had played the final session, so obviously... We couldn't see into the future in which we'd tack on some additional stuff into the epilogue to make things a little more clear. But those are the main concerns that we had. Again, want to thank Brendan Taylor of Galileo Games who came up with this system. I know that we kind of threw out a lot of ideas about uh, what you could do instead of this or that, but the game was a lot of fun. Um, the main problem seemed to be that uh, I had a very more traditional game in mind and that box set was set up to work with a much more traditional system and his system is not it's uh, powered by the apocalypse system and so those two things uh clash with one another but not at all because of the fault of his game a box set that i think would work phenomenally with his system is the village of memora that was a second edition l5r um sandbox setting but it had no uh, large plots. It was just like, here are some characters with cool things about them that you could maybe do that are in this village, and that would work very, very well with his system. want to thank Scott for reading our intro for so many episodes. would also like to thank the band Cowpay for providing their music for uh, a whole lot of episodes, and would like to thank Gabe for the voice of Naratoki in the journal readings. So once again, thank you to everybody. Thank you to Greg Stoles for the uh, box set that he helped to create. And thank you to all of our players, to David, Andrew, Brandon, Tone, and uh, the periodic uh, cats, ukuleles, or chicken frying noises in the background that really added a lot of... um, really added a lot of depth to uh, fantasy feudal Japan. All right, everybody. Thanks. And in case you forgot from the previous things, the intro music to this is Mission of Danger by Lobo Loco.